The weekend update, we coined a phrase, and perineal sunning? All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Wait till you hear. <sighs> Wait till Good. you rear. Wait till you rear it. Uh, Amy, how are you? Oh, my delightful darling. How it's been so else long. could I be? <laughs> Friends, listeners, viewers, cheaters, lovers, we have spent the entire weekend together with our gaggle of college ladies, and it was as bad and as excellent as every Hollywood movie recap story you have ever witnessed. It's so good, in fact, that my dog insists on busting in here during the record. I'm going to continue to shoo him out, but he can't keep away, and neither will you after you hear this recap from Melissa. Oh my God, a recap from Melissa. Uh, yeah, so our catch up is we spent the weekend away with girlfriends. And I'm going to say this I highly, highly recommend it. If there's any, if you feel in your life that you are just wearing down, that you have had enough, that you can't stand the face of your partner and the sound of the chew and the disrespect of your children and the all of the things that push you to the point where, similar to myself, uh, Ethan got inducted to the National Honor Society what last week. What the what? Holy yeah. honors so, are when this boy. <laughs> la, 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 so in the course of 12 hours, I wanted to kill him. I was crying because I wanted to kill him. And then I was crying because I was so proud of him all in one day. Circle his head with a laurel wreath and then wrap it around his neck and yes. kill him. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, thorn, crown of thorns. Ah. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe how like one day brought me these emotions of press his face against a window and then smear it around and then through right. it. <laughs> right. Um, and then tears flowing down my face. I, I mean, in my defense with the tears, I might be hormonal, but also it was a candlelit ceremony. I, I don't know that anybody can really resist a candlelight ceremony where the seniors pass fire down to the juniors who are being inducted. Like it, it was really something special. And I, completely lost it. And Mallory dug her nail into my arm and said, stop it, stop it right now. This is my school too. knock it off. Oh, Mallory, emotions are going to happen in your baby body as well. Yeah. Girl, yeah. you'll so, be a woman soon. Let's just do a full stop just for 32 and a half hours because I want to talk to you about this. That is beyond lovely candlelight ceremony. That is so honorific and fantastic. Fantastic. We Wearing do a we suit. do a lot of traditions at my school, yeah. And that our NHS ceremony that I was simply there to congratulate the other family's children. We did, there were no candles involved. My kids are not in this, so well, I only have one who's eligible, and he and he'd have to apply. He's not eligible. He he would, and he'd have to also not have the C. But in any event, he had that. I'm so this is about this is about the candles. All I'm trying to say is. When you talk about Parents' Night, for dear listener who maybe is getting a skewed perspective of what's going on at that school, oh my lord, a candlelight ceremony, that's, that is A plus, check plus, smiley face star. We have to stay after school and rehearse, right? Rehearse, rehearse. <laughs> like rehearse for what? We're going it's to like, walk well, across the stage and not light it on fire. <laughs> well, they came in from two different doors. They fed into seats. Oh. Like they really did logistically need to rehearse. Um, and then there was fire. So of course, with 16 year olds, you want to rehearse fire. Like this is just, they don't really know the full, uh, spectrum of where their body falls, spatial relations. Fire is something important to learn. And then they lined the, uh, entryways and the, the hallways of the auditorium. The beginning, they passed fire from the very front all the way to the seniors to the very back. And then across the aisle, they handed the fire to the juniors. And I said, but after I said that, I said, they better blow that shit out because these kids cannot walk with fire. <laughs> this is not a. So, all of this by means of telling you, by way of saying, when you have 
kids and, and family and dogs who scratch your face out of love and can't get close enough to you, you really need a, a tiny little reprieve, a getaway, uh, an opportunity to not to not be their rock, their source, their shape cutting fruit maker, <laughs> um, which is what Amy does. She said, "Oh, for school, I need to get these shish kebabs of fruit ready," and I'm like, "That's great, sure, easy, th- easy peasy." No, no, no. I have to cut them in shapes. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> you're lucky you're getting fruit and it's not out of a can. Thank you. Uh, to cut them in shapes is just, you're one, you're beyond. <laughs> so to get away this past weekend was a complete recharge. It's waking up in the morning, taking your phone off the charger and seeing 100%. Is it 100% when you podcast at six o'clock in the morning the next day? No, but this Maybe week, not. this week is going to be the inside of that alien's butt on Star Wars, the one where you have to slice open the belly and then roll around in it so you don't die. This week is not a great week, but with that, we're not going to let that undercut how fantastic yesterday was. And P plus S. Yeah. You were awake at this hour at the house only because we're so fucking loud. It doesn't matter. We have a bunch of imbeciles. We're all a bunch of imbeciles in our own unique ways. And some of them are like health imbeciles. So they get up at three o'clock in the morning to go look at the sun. What? Stop it. The sun is asleep. Stop. All of those habits that you see that your nearest and dearest but distant friends have on Facebook Oh, isn't Carrie's beautiful picture of the sunrise delightful in the morning? But what you don't realize is she got up at 4.07 to go running to capture that. The sun is like, Carrie, shut up. I'm asleep. I'm just, I'm where I'm, I'm in the position in the sky. My eyes aren't even open yet. And Carrie's going, one, two, three, four. <laughs> no, stop. Stop it. I mean, I mean, all of the habits. That girlfriend that you see out drinking wine at noon also three o'clock in the morning so we've got a lot of three (laughs) o'clock in the morning (laughs) that's why there's not a lot of sleep so so i don't know dear listener if you've done airbnb or for rent by owner but we got a house man we got a house that slept a million and we a million slept there there how many were there nine of us there were two fewer in our number than usual and there were nine of us it was un canny how weird this house was and equally delightful. You know, every time that I would talk to one of these husbands that I encountered on the way there and the way back, because the husbands are so, I don't know what's wrong with them. They're very supportive. They sort of get it. I think they understand if we don't sort of acquiesce to these fairly regular girls weekends, they're all going to smoke crack and then kill us. So uh, they're all very, very nice. I mean, other people's husbands driving me to the airport was really lovely. And talk, oh, yes, Amy. No, not not so in team. Amy, not so think, in team. Brilliant. I think my MacBook is on, not on ATR microphone. Oh, you're not recording? No, I'm recording, but I'm recording from my laptop. So that you don't want to be doing that. Is what you're so saying. let's. So let's. I'm not going to say start again, but let's. Well, let's put a pin in it. And do you want to just come back, or do you want to? What do you want to do? No, I'm going to, we're going to put a pin in it. So press stop. I'm not sure if the sound will change at all, but I just want to say I got a brand new computer. (laughs) I got a brand new computer. Actually, I didn't. You know that debate when your Apple Care runs out or the warranty on your car runs out or you're approaching the end of a... Time as a menstruating woman. Oh, that's Annika. God, if I hear that phrase again, we have a friend who's ending the time of a menstruating woman. Dear listener, if you are under 70, hit pause. <laughs> oh, my, in 30 seconds. oh, my God, my God, my merciful God. The thing that's so fantastic about this phrase that she insists on saying all the time is that there's no way in the world to work it into every conversation. And yet it does. It I have in my professional life. I too have a conversational tick that finds its way into every presentation. And you know how I know it's not a problem because the same phrase that I've never heard any of you bitches utter was spoken aloud at the dinner table. So I know this phrase is fine. And I know this phrase is apropos in lots of places. So it is a universal phrase that can be applied liberally in many a scenario. Unlike the phrase, as I near my time, 
As I near the end of my time as a menstruating woman, I've heard that a lot from the same gal. And I got to tell you, I know lots of ladies who are in that same position. And we don't have that phrase called up at the ready. My phrase is, a high tide rises all boats. Because it fucking does. Because it fucking does. And it's a little bit cuckoo, but at the same time, when you're in all... Anyway, it applies a lot of times. There's a lot of times. It applies a lot fewer times than as I near (laughs) the end of my time as a menstruating woman. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And it's always a full stop. Everybody's like, what? And we all know. Ugh. You sort of know it's coming, too. So, dear listener, if something sounds different, I rearranged my microphone. If it's better, you're welcome. If it's the same, we just sound like dicks. But Amy was saying that we had rented this house that was bizarre as fuck and amazing as fuck. We all got to sleep well, uh, rest well, and dream of large women. So we we all got to sleep well. But the house was a house that was built. It's right on the water in Mystic, Connecticut. And... There were extensions that were put on it. Like, should we move? No. Why? We have the best view of the best water in the world. Let's add another section on. Should we get permits? No. Why would we get permits? <laughs> yeah, it's such a strange thing. And I finally figured out the way when I was talking to darling luscious hubby town when I got home to describe it after I had attempted poorly to describe it to several people in my travels. When I finally made it all the way home and he's, how was the house? What was it like? And I said, you know what? The house itself was fine. It wasn't the thing that you talk about. So it served our needs. It wasn't awful, but it was weird enough that you're like, you can't say, oh, it was great. You know, and by that, I mean, the kitchen was just fine, but all of the cabinets opened somehow in the wrong direction. And in the backsplash, did you happen to notice, had you already left the, you know how you have a a little white, everybody has a builder's grade white outlet cover. So when you want to plug something in or flip a light switch, the, the back plate to that is just white plastic or, or some, maybe it's decorative. In our case, it was black duct tape. Did you notice that? Well, the black duct tape was holding wires. It from was the holding wires and that holding, were sort of, yeah. that were sort of draped high enough underneath the cabinets that unless you buckled over laughing, you didn't notice that, Oh, we're going to get electrocuted. <laughs> so yeah, that was the kind of thing. And I love that you call them extensions and not additions because that's what they were. When you have hair extensions, you kind of, you kind of can tell, <laughs> you kind of can tell that ain't your real hair. And these, these house extensions, they meant well, they made it longer. It just didn't really work. So there were times where everybody fell out of one room <laughs> and stubbed a toe into another room. They, it was kind of they did a- that lovely thing where there's not really a full step here in a place where there should be no difference in elevation at all. <laughs> yeah, it was it was delightful to be together because when we all did fall into a room, everybody laughed and it was fine. You're never embarrassed in front of these girls. Oh, it's it was, not possible. So when you want to kill your children, your husband, and if I kill, I'm using it liberally. You haven't made true plans. You've just, you know, in your head Well, thought, I mean, nothing definite. There's probably a list of plans. You know, you're still working the menu. Right. You've thought, who would miss this creature and who would know? What method uh, works for this week? Right. Maybe there are plans. But, but still, when you get to that point, if you have a group of friends – that bring you joy, and you are of a certain age. No, that doesn't. We don't need ages. Where there is no, I mean, I don't want to say competition, but there's only joy. There's only, there's no, how come she gets the, how come there's no. You have a group of friends that just, when you get together, there's just, I'm so, here, here's, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so happy for you. Mostly, I'm so happy that I have a group of friends about whom I feel this way. But so we have a friend who is excellent at self-care. Oh, my God. We have like the self-care Olympics because there's two or three who are pretty high marks. And then we have the fucking guru level. Yes. So our our self-care guru finds time. I mean, suffers with some chronic illness. All right, I've said that. Now that I've said that, fuck her. Listen, <laughs> she, and again, when I say nobody begrudges her this, we are thrilled for her. Here's how our friend rephrased it. This friend of ours, the guru, we shall call her. Indeed. She once a week floats. Mm-hmm. Not only once a week, it's more than once a week. Is it? Oh, yeah. Um, she floats. Dear listener, are you questioning what is to float? 
Um, It's a thing. It's an amazing thing. It's a therapy. It's an Epsom salt pool that you go in that helps your joints, that's meditative, that you float for an hour. I did look to see if there's a a float near me here. And there there is. It's a yoga and float studio, which I thought was... um, I don't know, something I never would have known about if I did not I, go. I, on they this opened weekend. one here and I thought, oh my God, it's happening. What hippie does it's this? It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, I, I sort of think it's twice a week. And I also somehow vaguely remember the phrase, I've been floating twice weekly for years now. And this is the kind of thing where every one of these individual therapies would be the highlight of the spa week on vacation for any human. All of us. All of us. Yes, yes, yes. And that's just one. That's one of a list. Right. So she floats, um, which she is good floats, that she doesn't she sing. Floats. <laughs> she floats. Watch bangs. her moving and she bang. <laughs> I miss him. He was very exuberant when he sang. It was nice. So she floats. She gets her weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly massage. So anyway, there are 11 therapies that she sees in a week that – that any one of which would thrill the average bear. So um, I also we also have another friend who works from sunrise to sundown and then three hours past that every day of her life and still has a family, spouse, the whole nine yards. And she sat there with a tear in her eye like only the Native American watching stupid whites burn the universe – throw trash on the ground from his horse, like only that commercial, like don't litter commercial, watched her as she shared all of her therapies with us and said, she said, do you hate me? Hate you? I love you. I want this for you. I'm so happy for you, but I'm so jealous as tears ran down her face. And we all felt it. Those friends, dear listener, those are the friends I want you to find or dig up or reacquaint yourself with whom I'd like you to reacquaint yourself. Uh, Grammar is kind of important, so I'm trying over here. Well, here's Sam. here's several other pieces to build because we know we love home extensions. So we want to build on this a little bit. It absolutely is the craziest of friend goals. And when you were mentioning before of a certain age, I, my knee jerk was like, it's not a certain age. But I, I absolutely agree with when you fleshed it out. I think where you were going all along, which is this idea of we've been together now for a very, very long time. Coming up next year, this group of friends, I hate to say we're, what we're, we're old bitches. So we went to college together and when we were there, we founded, and I'm, I am the second oldest. If I would say I am the absolute oldest, but I absolutely know that I'm the second oldest. And that's important because many of you are six years younger than me. So you're not all quite nearly ending your time as menstruating. Uh, However, don't. 30 years ago is the anniversary of when we founded this group and it's coming up in the spring. So this is a long time. We've been still crying if we don't get to see each other every six months. That's some serious fucking friend goals. We are tight as ticks. We'll do anything for each other. And here's the other point when you were like, this is why it's important to get together with those friends. These aren't the people that really give you a good chuckle in car line. These aren't the people that make that meeting at work bearable. These are the people that I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth, but I don't stop saying it because I know it's not going to leave this room or I know it's never going to be lived down, but that's okay because it's also never going to leave this circle of people. It's like talking to a better version of yourself who's also a worse version of yourself who is also a trusted version of yourself. All in one times nine, 10, 20 people. Well, nine to 13 people, depending on how many are in the room. But here's, here's my proof of that. We are not capable of making a decision ever. So it, we've figured out little hacks to get around that so that things can continue and progress can continue. And we have long since moved past the idea of someone leading the decision or people getting bent out of shape. 10 people, nine people, 12 people. That's a lot of people to figure out. Will it be pizza for dinner? I mean, just imagine you laughable parents who have one child and act like your parents. Think about, think about what it's like to parent. Yeah, she's laughing. She knows. You people who have one pet and act like I'm a pet owner. Yeah, you don't fucking know anything. We love you. 
and I think it's really charming. (laughs) It's so cute. But it's also like talking to somebody who's engaged and wants to tell you all about marriage. (laughs) You don't know. I say who? Right, right, right. Yeah, have you seen him shitting yet? Stop. (laughs) So, okay, let me tell or not tell you. So back to it. We don't really make decisions, and we've worked around that. So in one of these situations where we were not able to, we're trying to make a future plan. And we've already figured out we can't do it. But, you know, we, we gave it a shot. We thought, well, let's see. Maybe maybe we can do it. No, I don't think we can. So I thought we had reached kind of a decision. I left the room. I came back in. Totally new plan. You know, no, we're going to Belize. Like a totally new. I was like, what? And then I had this hesitation moment where I started to not feel good about what had happened. So I pulled over a social worker. Everybody's also, <laughs> everybody's also really fucking like healthy and Jesus, can we not have, where's the, we, we need a little bit less emotional support. So I sat this woman down and I said, listen, I gotta, I gotta get some help with this because I did something I don't characteristically do, which is insert myself and say, here's what I want. I've learned that the secret to decision making with this group is to stay the fuck out of it and whatever's happening, I'm so excited. And then that way I never have disappointed hopes because I didn't have to fucking plan it, which for me is so exciting that I don't really, I acquiesce. I don't care what we eat because I didn't have to talk about it for 40 minutes. I was outside with the smokers. Yes. What's the dinner? Sushi? No problem. I don't even like it, but I'm going. I'm a spicy tuna roll. Let's hit it. You know, so I pulled her on us. I actually said, no, I'm going to put a stake in the ground and say something that I want. And now when the plan has changed, two things have happened. I feel like, why did I do that? Why did I go against my instincts? And do I circle back? Is it now more important for me to say, this is, I want something for me. And since I never asked, like, what should I do? I was just saying, because I'm trying to learn about myself. So I'm asking these questions. What, what would be a good idea? And she sort of talked through in the therapy, you know, all the very supportive stuff. And as frequently happens with this friend, she'll, she'll bring up something that I feel like that doesn't fit. And I'm not in the therapy session. I don't, I don't, I haven't learned how to do that. I probably need it more than anyone. And I don't go. So whenever she touches on something that doesn't feel right, I'll redirect her. And I'm probably not supposed to do that. I'm like, no, that's not really it. So I'm like, but you're not hearing the problem. This is my problem. Don't focus on all of my problems. Pick the one. And so she- The relevant one. Part of the the thing that she said that felt off to me was, and this is coming all the way around to my point. She goes, well, and then, you know, you left the room and it was very clear that we were all talking about you and you weren't here. And that probably didn't feel good. And I said, yeah, if I had a problem with that, I can't. I wouldn't be in this group. This is not the group of friends. And then then we both laughed. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. I need to have another drink. So I just got up and that was it. Okay. Blurp. But that's the thing. There is no, I already know that everybody's going to be talking about me and they already know that I'm going to be talking about them. And it doesn't matter what I say because all of it, even if it ever happened to be ugly, which it never is, comes from this place of deepest, deepest, deepest supportive love. We are so frequently caught in the act of praising someone who is not there and laughing at someone who is not there, but yes. being excited about laughing at them because it's not to bring them down. It's I still can't get over how stupid this delightful fool is in my life. Thank you. Thank you, court jester. It's all great. That's it. I think the way i thought about it is we have a seasoned friendship. It has been through everybody's marriage, everybody's divorce, everybody's remarriage, everybody's kids going through self-exploration, milestones and diagnoses and everything. Health events. We have the gays. We have the buys. We have the heartache of a lost child in multiple stages. We have, we have it all. We have it all. And we're still there and still kicking and still the first line of defense for who you call. A hundred percent. Which if you are, dear listener, in that car line and you share like a smile and a wave and feel inauthentic with the people in your everyday life, it helps to have those friendships or you know, friends on a podcast that you feel like you know and want to write to at on all of the socials at Listen Brilliant or send an actual fucking email to at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. We're here for you. We are those friends for you. Do not feel like we have a friendship that doesn't include you. Our friendship absolutely includes you. And because you are part of our friend group, I'm going to share with you 
a word, phrase, word, that we coined, which is exclusively ours. It is a brilliant observation, exclusively ours, on this past weekend. I'm sure you know, because I've said before, when people use the word literally, it makes me fucking crazy for several reasons, not the least of which is they use it wrong. (laughs) 90% of the time, they use it incorrectly. And that makes my head fucking split open and blue fire shoot out. Okay, well, what has happened in our society is the dictionary has noticed that everybody uses it incorrectly and has changed the definition to include the incorrect definition. I was going to say it's colloquial uses. You don't, can't even get around saying it's it incorrect anymore because it's not. Fucking. And for the one person who doesn't still know, literally, as you may think you understand it, if you are not tuned in, everybody who is like, yes, I know it, it makes me crazy too. And everybody else is like, what's wrong with literally? Well, what's wrong with literally is technically the word means figuratively. So when you're when you're talking about something that you when you're saying literally you're intending to mean figuratively when you say literally it's actually happening right it is written down that is it is it is something that is physically documented and occurred right as opposed to a figurative example but it has come to flop in the same way that some people well we're not going to go down that road or as Mallory used to say finger lifty it is finger finger which lifty, is, which is my favorite word. But literally, I've taken out and I've I cringe every time I hear it because you're wrong, dear listener. I know you are not that type of person who would ever do that because you know we're one in the same. You're a higher breed. So this group of women has coined the word literally, of course, as we should, because so in- we all carry that social dominance. Why not put it out there? So, because I don't even know when it started. Like, I came into the room so much later, but it, this should help you understand the group dynamic. Never skipped a beat. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're using that now. Got it. That is our word. <laughs> I'm in. So, so I, so it, at least in hearing literally, it makes me chuckle when you say literally, mm-hmm. because a group of nine women sitting around a table full of Swedish fish, only red gummy bears. Cinnamon buns, cheese, more cheese, a little bit more cheese, some fruit, cakes, bakery, whoopie pies, just treats. I mean, there were also decent things. We did eat meals, but we ate lots of just shit throughout the course of the weekend, which makes me think it's time for a detox. Well, it was the thing that was a little bit, you know, of the, the brief discordant moments. There was a time when a handful couldn't get their head around the food because we always have too much food and we throw out the food. And I come from a big family of big people and that's the world that you live in. So I kind of get over it. They couldn't get over it. They could, however, get over the lack of recycling. There was no opportunity. We were literally, we were literally on an island. Nice. Well played. We were in Mystic, Connecticut, but not so. If like that's not far enough and cold enough for you, let's drive out to the lighthouse island that is separated only by a bridge that's under construction where you feel like you're going to die because the person who's driving you out there isn't looking across the yellow line and there's a dump truck coming with the big claw in the front. And I screamed out. I, I called out. And the person in the backseat called out. So it was like, whoa, just get me to the house, please. Get me to the house, please. Get me to the house, please. So we were kind of distant. There's no recycling. There's no bin for it. They don't even have plastic on this fantasy island. There's nothing. So all of these earthies were somehow just declaring for everyone, we're not recycling this week. Somebody was like, well, I'll put it in my car. I have to drive back. And they were like, we're not doing it. And they would throw it happily into the plastic lined plastic can. We're going to plastic. That's all fine. But somehow throwing out tater tots that nobody should have bought to begin with is a problem. So that's where I'm like, when there are these little moments of discord, why can you not get your head around that? I don't get it. But it's also one of these things where because we have lived apart for 30 years or 26 years, we've lived apart and developed our own little quirks and our communities um, do wild recycling. Some of our Some in our community go to a community dump to bring things. That sounds a little bit too Portland for me. A com- actually, that one's mean, but a community dump where 
I I heard a story. They have Pirate Day at the community oh dump, God. which is my favorite. <laughs> I just picture all these people lining up and dangling their asses over the balcony and deucing it right into a pile. That's the community dump for me. No. It's a very very different dump than that. It's not that dump. Sounds sounds like a pass. So, dear listener, if you have uh, any love for us and my intolerance of literally being used like a dope, I would like you to start using the word clitorally, and our goal is to get it... Spread it, spread it like chlamydia. I mean, that's exactly what we're interested in doing. That's what we're known for. <laughs> and I mean, I make all these jokes and I honestly, friends who have, who are at risk of becoming like this friend group, friends who I've met in my real new adult life, who are, you know, you sort of have this fast connection with. And you I think, love that they're at risk. They're they at risk of being close. They are. <laughs> they are. And they hear this show and think, I didn't know. It sounds like a whole different side of me. And the only difference is this is it. This is what it is. Yeah, I say fuck like every third, like the word and. It's in there all the time. The free flow and thought, the connection, the go, go, go. So it's still me. It's just just colored by college. And we are, at the time, we were very, very raunchy and have grown into people who are surprisingly not raunchy, but that raunch... Like it never really leaves you. Just under the surface. It's just under the surface. Brought to bubble up. The raunch never leaves you. So this is our connection with the raunch. So much so that I'm sending little texts to friends here who were like, how's the weekend going? And then before I know it, I'm sharing some of the jokes or some of the photos of what we're doing. And they're shocked. And all of a sudden it's like, (laughs) oh, the too far line was like eight texts ago. Sorry. I didn't realize. So what do you do with that? Do you drag them under and take them with you? Or no. do you like slowly step away from the line? No, because I have the full weight and support of this household and my husband. And the eye roll is enough to get it done. I think because, and we're going to tell a tale here. We're telling a tale. We're going to tell a tale. I think it's because for the bulk of our lives, we use the phrase, the the group that we founded is called the D Sharps. And it was an acapella group at our university where we all went and all met. So we had this club that was created by us for us. And honestly, it was a bit in defiance to what was going on. Acapella now is kind of mainstream, kind kind of when we first started it, it was so not people would be like, you do you do doo-wop stuff, you do barbershop stuff. And we're like, no. So we founded this group so that we could have vocal harmony without you know, it was the evolution of standing on porches in, in the streets in Philadelphia and singing around the trash can. It sounds great, but we want it to sound like us. And now people say, oh, pentatonics like that? And we're like, yeah, there was no fucking pentatonics. We, we're 20 years older than them, and they're lucky that they got to hear us, and we sound terrible compared to pen- So anyway, so we founded this group, and at the time, everything was about – we didn't do it consciously to buck anything, but that's who we were by nature – performers. We're all very powerful. It cracks me up that we're all actually, except for me, very, very successful. It cracks me up how many people are the same uh, Zodiac sign. It's a lot of big tit energy coming at you. You would you know think what? that wouldn't work. You would think it wouldn't work. Right. And, the, and the reality is we use all that energy. on. We're all on the same kind of vibe. It's like in the Guardians of the Galaxy when they clasp hands and it's like, get out of the way, loser, because all this circle ain't going to get broken and you're about to get shocked. So it it pulls together. It works together. And we use all that energy to lift each other up, 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 up. So I don't even know where I was going with this other than Oh, so because it is so crazy and unique, everybody else in our lives who knows about it knows it's untouchable, knows it's a thing that they have to either get on board or get gone. And I mean, we've got husbands right, when in our says- group who have married, like we are such a tight group that some, uh, that the husbands have now go away together. <laughs> well, without Amy us, says you have yeah. to get on board or get gone. It's, um, the husbands marry into the group. That's that's what I'm trying they to say. They are well aware that one vacation a year is with these fucking clowns. It's is- something that you can't touch. It's like we're all twins, but there's 10 of us, 11, 12, I don't know. And and yeah, and so that's the kind of thing where when they – so when I do something that's super over the line where other people would be like, do we have to call DHS? And instead, the husband just rolls his eyes and goes, well, I mean, it was D-sharps. And then everybody's like, 
Oh, parents, parents now say, are you getting together with your girlfriend, your D sharps? Everybody knows it's like this separate little universe that has to happen or the whole world will explode because all that energy has to have an outlet. And just thank God we use our powers for good. That's the other thing. We use our power. We don't, I mean, I'm sure at a more immature time of our lives, they would not have been used for good and potentially, well, maybe they weren't while we were in college. We were really awful. We would also rove like a pack and and be bad to each other. And we realized that's not, that doesn't work. So, but we stayed together. So to, to show you as just a mere example of how while in the house, things are very us, are very, um, we have a story for you from for which we did not get permission to share. Did we? No. I'm, come stop. No, but so many things were said that should not be shared. He no, this not is be not named. this is not dangerous. This is this is typical. So there's a <laughs> I'm gonna let Amy do it. All right. So we were having a purely academic discussion about vibrators because it's a group of women. We're all fantastic. And, and it's purely academic. It was because- academic. We were just discussing, you know, it was, it was really like tool time tips and the, and it was the consumer roundup. Let's share. Let's talk a little bit. I mentioned before that it's raunchy. So no, we were just that's chatting. Not we, we were just, just chatting. To- we're chatting right. about topics that to a lot of people having a group conversation about vibrator pros and cons is raunchy to a lot of people saying the word fuck like it's breathing. It's startling. I'm, there are these people in the world. And if they found our podcast, you know what? Write in. We'll help you. So, Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. That's right. You don't have to cuss. You don't even have to have a vibrator. We're, we're, it's all okay. It's all okay. And the okay. reason the conversation came up is because someone had not used or experienced many toys in their lives. So. And it was startling because this is definitely a spicy tuna roll kind of gal. So it's like, what? So it was also, really? What? And then you start to hear from, you know, the the timid, quiet ones like, yeah, I've got 18. We're like, what? It just kept going and going. So it was just a long, hee hee, whatever, safe space. Oh my gracious, we're just having such fun. And then somebody, so now it moves into helpful mode. Because we're all so helpful and we're going to problem solve. You know what? I bet. And you should try. And here's, this is a good website or this is a catalog or, oh my goodness. Well, look at, here's a Groupon. Here's a Groupon for getting five at once. Here, I'll send you the link. Boop, 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 boop. By the way, we're economical. (laughs) We looked for a Groupon. There is a Groupon. Oh my God. Here's the link to the bulk buy of vibrators. Let me text it to you. Let me text it to our group chat. Whoops. I've texted it to the group chat about our cookie swap with my family. (laughs) And so the first response to my link, which includes a coupon and an image, right? Of five vibrators. Of five vibrators. And I think the link had the word fuck in the link. Okay. (laughs) So sent the link. And then the very next text that comes back is, what the fuck, mom? (laughs) (laughs) So we, (laughs) oh, it's just so classic. And then Um, came the husbands. I roll, I roll, I roll. I can't believe you. You're not going to be able to do these weekends anymore. And it's like, yeah, tell me something else that you don't get to say. (laughs) Right. I I thought that was interesting that he said that. This is your last, this is your last getaway with the girls for a long time. Well, we, and some of, some people have their families give them rules like don't get arrested. You know, it's like all these sorts of things. We don't get arrested. It's actually the same family. (laughs) I don't get arrested. I'm not clean, right? We don't get arrested. You know about the the idea of sending that mistaken text to my family. Oh God, would have yeah. My kids would have been like, "Are you fucking?" They probably audible eye roll and then moved on. But yes, that family. It started with let me send you the link, and then five (laughs) five minutes pass, and this person said, "I didn't get the link. You didn't send it." We're all in Wi-Fi in this house. We all like we don't have to go to a crazy satellite to come. Well, I guess we do, but uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Oh well, let me check and see what happened to that link. <gasps> I sent it to my family group chat. Doom chat. It was crazy. We spent the weekend giving bad advice to each other. So that's probably not even a subject that we should broach here today because we are all out of bad advice. Well, let me, let me take a hard, hard turn because there were two things that I wanted to be sure to fit into this. Number one is 
I'm I'm one of the few coming from the furthest away. We we have somebody from the West Coast. She wins high stars all across, across the way. But I I come from pretty far away. I also have one of the more self-directed schedules. I'm I'm in control of of this my professional schedule in a way that other people are in teaching kids or you know they're they have patients. They're in a lock. They don't have any patients, but they see clients. So and I do too. But it's whatever. They they have more of a rigor. You know, a locked in schedule. So whenever I do these things, I try to bookend it so that I can overlap with one of the people and ride in, you know, I'll fly to a city where we're not going and like ride in the last bit of the way so I can get an extra visit, a bonus visit. And it always works because I'll end up with somebody that I've never had a one-on-one visit with in all these years. And it's, it's just delightful. So that was happening. The shitty part about it is it also means that I didn't get in until midnight last night. So I'm the longest lead time and the last one to get home. I had the most delightful steward. It's too close to Stuart, isn't it? Steward, steward on the airplane. I'm super writing in and telling them I wrote his name down. This guy was up for best employee of the century. He was crazy. I had a connecting flight to get me home. It was going to be like 26 minutes in the air. It's one of these flights where you feel like wow. I'd rather just drive, but I don't feel like driving. Okay. So it's always a little, there's a little hop, skip and a quickie. No problem. Tiny plane. There were 37 people on the plane, 26, 27 minute flight. And he is up there doing a choreographed routine, highs and lows. And I'm going to talk to you about it. And we're going to the beautiful city of blah, 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 And we're, oh, I'm so excited. And if this is, if you're having a holiday, if that's something you celebrate, then I wish you well. And if you don't celebrate it and you have to work, then enjoy that holiday pay. And I'm so excited that you could go home. <laughs> I mean, he was just like, bing, bang, 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 And it's 11 o'clock at night and he's wearing his suit. And he, I swear to you. There was glitter sparkle coming off this dude. He was was so into it. He was so into it. He said, and they tell me that we don't have time for a beverage service, but I've got you. And he hung up the phone and the door is not even closed. And he starts throwing peanuts at us. Like he was serving drinks because he was fucking determined. And the dude is on the thing going, you know, Scott, time for cross check. (laughs) And he's like, glitter sparkle, glitter sparkle. Okay, cross check. You're safe. You're safe. Here's your water. He actually came and kneeled down in the aisle, kneeled down. He carried, it was a tiny plane. So sometimes they carry those snacks in a little, little basket tray. So he's like, goo, 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 super quick, super quick, super quick. And then he came, I was a little frightened. He came up right next to me and dropped down on one knee with the basket. And I'm like, are you proposing with pretzels? What's happening? And the woman across the aisle, he goes, are you Mrs. Whatever your name is that Amy doesn't remember right now? And she goes, Yes. And he goes, I just want to personally thank you for being on our flight today. I recognize that you're one of our Miles members, and it makes me so grateful to have the opportunity. And if there is anything at all that you need over and above our standard service, you just let me know. And then he pops up again and starts throwing pretzels. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Are you the CEO of this airline? I don't even, I was just, I was laughing. It was delightful. And I had just, I had still up in my text queue, the giant dick pillow and the, and the the vibrators and other people's breasts and the, just all of these things. It was too much for me. I just laughed and wept and ate my pretzels. Lovely. Which is great because if you have that last leg and you everybody's already home and texting pictures of their husband who put outdoor lighting on their house or their other friends who are already in bed and, and or with their kids and their pets eating their faces and you are still on that last leg getting home, it, it helps to have somebody who just did did a bump and decided to entertain you. I think he was high on life or altitude. It was just charming. And the other thing that I wanted to say is we keep making this statement about write in, write in, write in, write in. People find your level. I get personal texts and I count those count as a write in. If that's all you can do, baby, start small, text it in. And if you want us to mention you by name, we will. And if you don't want us to mention you by name, we still will. So it's the kind of <laughs> <laughs> too bad <laughs> because my darling friend Michelle is she's last time listened and wrote in and said, "Oh, you took my you mentioned me on the air and it was positive." And I'm like, I've mentioned you on the air every time. She's one of the ones who's at risk of becoming in, in the circle, but she's very clean. I don't know if that's going to work. 
don't we're, think that's gonna work. No, it's it's we take all comers. Did it'll, she cringe? Okay. Did she cringe? No, no, no. I just I I hesitate to tell it tell you because she's so lovely. But when a stranger's dog comes up and like licks her leg or tries to go up her skirt, she'll go ew. And that's hard for you to hear. I know. That's well, you know, I that's have hard dogs for that you. That's hard for you to hear. That's hard for you to hear because I know, you know, embrace all of the dog funk and the eye boogies and the whole thing. That's kind of right up your bag. But other than that, she's the world's best person. So there's no problem. My point to you is this. She liked it and took the time to tap out a 30 character text. And that counts as feedback. So feed us back. Feed us. Find us. Find us on the socials. Click the thing. Do the box. So in those list of therapies that our dear Portland friend um, was sharing... There was one that was not listed that I would like to discuss with you. Bring it. She has not tried. There's nothing. There is. Perineal sunning. Oh, ew, oh, damn. There's one celebrity who has tried it. Oh, Josh. Who regrets it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, he's so- who you may have seen last in, well, I guess he was also in Deadpool 2, but you may have seen last in the Avengers Endgame covered in, you know. What? You're kidding. Yeah. Is he? Is he the mean one? Thanos. I don't like him now. No, you have to like him. Because I he like just, him as that crazy George Bush. Mm. He, also, he also tried this new- I'm going to um, snap me a piece of Republican. <laughs> keep snapping. He's delicious. He, uh- Tried perineal sunning. Dear listener, what the <laughs> fuck is that? That is when you take your, lay on your back, naked. Oh, let me start. You take off all your clothes. This is not erotic. And you put your feet in your hands on while laying on your back. And you put your air, your undercarriage in the sun. You take the area between your anus and your genitals and you share it with the warm glow of the sun. Why, 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 why would you do this? You might be asking yourself several times in a row as I just did. It can regulate your hormones. Oh, for fuck's sake. As well as help with sleep problems. It, it's a problem for sure. Here's how I see it helps with your sleep problems. You burn your asshole and you take Ambien. How long are you supposed to be, you know, pud akimbo to the sky? The reason I know that this happened to Josh Brolin is I only know how long is too long to do this because he burned his pucker. So he had to forego his evening plans to both ice and cream his pucker. (laughs) Now, my my thought is, why would you do that to a part of your body that you could you could could just get to why would you do that? And you could stop there. That's enough. It's unanswerable. To explain further, this is a part of your body that never sees sun. That never sees sun, which means it's a more sensitive skin that has not built up any sort of light tolerance. And you are more likely to get ass cancer if this is something you're doing. Ass cancer. So, and ass cancer is no joke. Ass cancer is no joke. No joke. That's their tagline. I think we're making t-shirts that say, ask cancer. No No joke. joke. Yeah. Okay. Isn't this just, in addition to being stupid, isn't this just the height of, I'm trying to remember what the word is because it's very early in the morning. Overprivileged douchery, I think is where that begins. Because it's another way. A lot of this and I, I'm just going to revisit something from my, my the beginning of my time as a podcasting woman is when I came here and I had this vitriolic aversion to she who shall not be named Gwyneth Paltrow. Wow. I know you love her. I do. And in full respect for and of you, I will withhold judgment. Having said that, I do see her as the spokesperson for taint sunning for the cultural divide. So in the same way that target has democratized design, you know, high, beautiful couture esque, different than the masses individualized style can now be everyone's because we've made it affordable and accessible. We've made it into the ladle for your soup. 
We've taken design and democratized it. It is for all. In the exact equal and opposite way, she is attempting to take self-care, self-love, and positive nurturing affirmations and turn them into exclusive only luxury gateway, firewall, doorman, you can't get in here. And to me, that's what the butthole son, don't you swear. I feel like all of that stuff is another way because who has the money and the time and the space to wander out onto the patio, strip it, stick your tits in the air for however long and not get arrested. Like it is, there are so many levels of affluence associated with this ass up policy. I feel like it's yet another way of saying you're not really healthy unless you have a $700 Vitamix. Like it's a blender. I get that it's a great blender and I, I would like to have one, but I'm just saying. I can't send you one. The mixer was all I could do. No, no, no. I don't. I have a ninja and I'm here to tell you the ninja is it, it great. Changed, it changed my life. Shaves but, ice. But I'm just trying to say. Don't you think it has a level of, you can really only do this if you're young and drunk like a hippie who likes to forage or if you're really rich. That's how it reads to me. Well. The only ones who have a tanned asshole are the ones who used to have a bleached asshole. From this in the 80s, you wanted it pink and now you want it brown. Enough. It is what God gave you. So I'm assuming this this inception of this ridiculous therapy, and I use that so loosely, is that you want more vitamin D. And they know from butt-chugging beer, you can get just as drunk or or more so by putting it in the other hole. That sun in your hole. Oh, my God. That is the name of this episode, sun in your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I take a vitamin D pill, and it works just fine. And it goes in my mouth. It? it goes in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as you're taking it orally. Yeah. I really think it's a free therapy. It's not something you need to pay for, but the people who do it are people who can afford to have a guru come to your home and think tell about you to what put goes your into, feet. But think about what goes into it. I, you know, I will paint a picture for you. I live in downtown Chicago in a high rise. So I'm now going to stick my ass out my patio window where the travel helicopters are going to go by and film me, where people are going to take my kids away, where it's two degrees. Like, it has to be a temperate climate. No, this you is have a Malibu to have, thing. You have to have space. You have to have privacy. You have to have time to be nude ass bathing. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's it's like the $6 apple at Whole Foods. You know what? It. One apple should not cost $6. I don't care how delicious. Well, we're not even going to get into the fruit money discussion anymore. It's it's just, it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a lastly. My, my computer wants me to back up every 10 seconds. My new computer. It wants you to shit. back it up. It wants you to back it up to the It wants sun. me to shut up. No. Is what no it wants, wants me to do. No one wants you to shut up. Um. So you mentioned earlier while we were together with friends, the the whole driving thing. I drove for over eight hours with um, a friend of ours. Oh, God, you did? And that was, um, in one, you mean, because twice, not yes, one four shot. and a half, well, almost nine hours. Um, oh, fuck's sake. With one, the same way you said, you go early, you get your one-on-one -on -one time. I was yes. lucky enough to get my one-on-one -on -one time. And She's um, the best person, but she is not the person that you want to drive nine hours with. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. She's fucking delightful. So, <laughs> pause for effect. She, uh, no, she's fucking delightful. No, so she's fucking she delightful. I'm all in on Team Delight. Go and tell you, tell you, sing a song. So, she asked a question or she made a comment about how she used to drive a certain way. And then her grandfather told her, oh, just, put, just put your heel down. What are you doing? Like levitating over the pedals. Like, why? <sighs> and she's like, well, I got cramps and my leg hurt, but she would just levitate over pedals and switch. And so, so her grandfather taught her to drive. Well, like a human. I mean, I don't know what she was doing before that. Who taught you how to drive? I think my daddy took me one time. And then I do remember an instructor. We had it where I went to school. It was a class at school that was part of the curriculum. So Delaware. The, so right. the school took care of it. But I do remember my dad took me once to the DuPont parking lot. There's du you can't swing a car without hitting the DuPont. So we were um, in the DuPont parking lot and he helped me tool around out there. But for the most part, it was school. And I remember the instructor was not nice. And I'm very proud to tell you 
that he he said, you got to learn to relax. Like he just I was holding the wheel because I'm driving the fucking car. So he's he's like, you got to relax. I was holding it tighter than he liked. And instead of reaching over and clipping him in the uvula and knocking him the fuck out, which would have been my go to move really to this day. Oddly, I thought to myself, he can pass you. He can pass you. So I went, okay. And I put a fake smile on my face. I lowered and loosened my hands and I passed with flying colors. And that man was a dick. And I hold the wheel as tight as I fucking want. So tell me about this other person. No, I mean, we driver wise, like, so you have this group of friends. This one learned it's my first question was who taught you to do the, the things in your life that, that you've used every day since then. So a button on or drive a car, like the big things that take you through your whole life, these skills. But then I realized if you look at every one of your friends and they're driving, you're the best driver in the pack. Who is? Yeah. You, you, everyone says this about themselves? Yes. <laughs> you are the safest, best driver. I mean, one of our friends is legally blind and she drives us everywhere. So that's, that's cool. fucked up. All right. In one cool. eye, nonetheless. It's still, that counts. <laughs> it does count because there are other times where she says, I left my glasses somewhere. At, whatever. Let's go. Or my sunglasses, which are prescription. And I'm the first one to go, uh, I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, it's the same thing with who taught you to cook. No one, which is why we eat out, you know, which is why Marnie taught me how to make stuffed shells. Oh, so yeah. So, so thank you, Marnie, um, which is a friend, a friend, what you learn from your friends is as important as what your parents can oh, or don't I'm, teach you, you. Everyone who listens to this podcast is sick of me saying, I'm learning self-care. And I, don't, I haven't really learned it. But you see that I have these gurus who are seasoned fucking masters. They, they're, that's their profession is self-care. <laughs> my, my whole thing is caring for myself. I'm like, wow, how did you achieve that level? So I'm not anywhere They're independently wealthy. That's how. Yes, I'm not there either. But that's okay. I can I can get on a flight and go to your house and float in the tank and smoke the weed and do all the things. Where it's legal? Yeah. I thought I would just throw that in there. Yeah, because that's very important to me. <laughs> Nobody taught me how to sew. Nobody taught me how to cook. I, I mean, I'm not doing the poor me. I've been whatever. But no, you're, that's you're how banana to- chocolate loaves of heaven are the banganist. Self-taught girl, self-taught. I have one. I, you know, something that I do every single day. I do it like a crack addict and I'm better at it than anybody else. And it's because I taught myself wrong and poorly, but I'm so good at it now. It's, I, I ingrained this habit. Oh my God. I'm on the edge of my seat. Tell me right now. It's typing. Have you ever seen me type? You always comment on how quickly I, I type every which aware, but you've never actually seen me type on a keyboard, have you? No, I have because we're writing something together <laughs> and I walk around in circles and throw ideas out and you're like, nah, this way. And then you type it up and it's crazy. Yeah. I look like an improvisational jazz pianist. It's my, it's so ridiculous. I taught myself how to type on a manual typewriter when I was very, very young. I want to say second grade because I had to get the shit done. I'm doing it. And so two things happened. I didn't really memorize the keyboard the right way, but I ended up memorizing it because I did it so much. So I know where everything is, but I have this finger technique where I'm also pounding the keys thinking that's they're still that manual. They're that still that manual. It's still like a manual. That's why your husband loves you so much. Where it needs to be really hard. And it's, it's crazy. Like I probably have given myself arthritis from the amount of fingers that I, anyway, it looks ridiculous, but it gets the job done. And then it's kind of Super people, fast. People just watch. They're like, yo, it is fast. I've been tested when, you know, they're like, well, how fast can you type? I'm like, I don't know. Let's take this test. <laughs> so they're like, what just happened? I'm like, read the screen, bitches. Yeah. So anyway. I left you in the dust. That's what just happened. <laughs> I got the carpal tunnel, but my shit's writ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you want more of this. Dear listener, thank you so much for joining us as we vomited up our entire weekend. We hope you have a group of friends that makes you feel born again each time you see them, that makes you feel like you can get through the next six months, nine months, or whatever it is till you see them again. And uh, if you don't, we would like to welcome you to ours. If you feel like you can hold your own, you are welcome to join us on the reg. We, we love you for listening. I got our uh, restaurant-owning friend in Connecticut um, texted last night, and I said, it was so great to see you. Go to, and I took a picture of the podcast app on the phone. I said, do you have this on your phone? 
search for it. You don't know where it is. It's there. <laughs> search for it. She said, it's like crickets. Then you see the three dots. The dots disappear. Nothing. The dots come back. Dots disappear. And she just wrote back, I subscribed. <gasps> so all of a sudden, what? I was like, yes. I was oh, so excited. We got one. We well, got one. Welcome, Erin. You are now you are now on board. This will be um, your guilty pleasure. I'm yeah. here to prove of you. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about that write-in thing. Coming up next week, we're gonna give you a cliffhanger gang. Coming up next week, we're gonna spend just a few minutes talking about how you can find these connections in your life. Because we have done this long enough to know that everybody, children, strangers, neighbors, people who think they have a friend group like this and then witness us, people who are in our own friend group, everybody knows how special this thing is. And it's not unattainable. There, We had a wonderful group of circumstances that made it easy and effortless, but there are some things that you can do. There are practical tips and strategies where you can develop these closer, these just the tip, closer relationships with and I won't say finding your tribe. We need to bleep finding your boob because that's dumb. And I don't like saying that. But there are your people are out there. And if you're listening to this thing, we're some of them, stoops. So call back. Check it out, dope. We're gonna check tell it you out, how to, dope. We're gonna tell you how to make your thing better. And you don't have to float in a pool unless you want to. Float your junk. Um, so thank you so much for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.